When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today I'm in here with Warren Duke Deuce. How you feeling, hey, my guy? Hey, feeling great, man. Feeling good? Yes, sir. What's going on? You on the top of the world right now? Is that how you feel? Yep. That's good. On a Nick. You up? Up, up. Big song. Yes, sir. It's going down. I was a fan before that song. Facts. Just for the record. Facts. I remember. I'm <laughs> Oh boy, man. You know, I seen it and I was like, man, I like this guy. I like his energy. I like what he's got going on. So tell us a little bit about, about your come up and where, where you're coming from. Uh, I'm coming from Memphis, Tennessee, Ooh. of course, Black Haven. And you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> the come up. It's a long little come up, you know what I'm saying? But hey, I hung in there and shit. Look where I'm at. What was a, a young Duke Deuce like? Um, hard headed, stubborn. Irresponsible. So you were Never running around. Either. You were in the streets. Um, I was I was in and out. Like I wasn't just no a hundred percent just street nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nah, I wasn't. Nah, I ain't had time for this shit. Really? So I was always trying to do something. So were you doing all right in school and shit? You were managing to balance both sides of, of your life. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. What did you find yourself gravitating towards in terms of school and shit? Like, what, what did you find you had a natural aptitude for? Oh, just music, really. Oh, really? Okay. You know what I'm saying? I played the drum and shit. Oh, okay. So that kind of, they helped me. They kept me out of trouble, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Memphis, for you growing up, though, did you feel like you always had that right in your face? That there was always, like, people trying to get you to, to be living an illegal lifestyle and whatnot? Yeah. It was always right there? Yeah, it's right there like that. Mm. But you managed to stay detached from it for the most part? Yeah, because I always had my own, t- I, I always had my own mind. Like, I ain't never really, I never was a follower, you mm. know what I'm saying? I always did my own damn thing, you feel me? I got you. So when did you actually get into making music? Was it just rapping with your friends in school and shit for a long ass time? Um, yeah, because I, I ain't gonna lie, I used to like get high as a motherfucker. It was around high school time, I used to get high as fuck with my homeboys, we'd just be on the block just freestyling and rapping and shit. Just smoking? Yeah, smoking. You weren't shit. on the e-pills and shit yet? Nah. nah, nah. <laughs> not, I don't know if you are right now either, but you say high as fuck. But I make that mistake sometimes. I say y'all was high as fuck, and people just assume that I was on some nah. crazy shit. Nah, it was, it was just weed, you know what I'm okay. saying? And uh, liquor from time to time mm-hmm. and shit, yeah. Being from yeah. Memphis, though, what were you listening to? What was what was influencing you? Uh, Three C's Mafia. So you, uh, were, you were super into that from an early age? Right. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shit, I think... But I, I got crazy with this shit. Like I started going hand with the music. Like after high school, when I started, like when life started hitting, I'm like, bro, I gotta do something. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I had to stop bullshit. So you didn't think about going to college? You get a job right out of school? Or I what? thought about going to college. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna go to college to uh, cut hair and shit, but oh, then man. shit, the music shit ended up popping. Now I said, fuck this shit. Was it the kind of thing where you felt like everybody was sort of looking at you like, oh, you gotta actually do something with this, like? Oh, Your shit was sounding good enough? I feel like I was looking at myself because mm-hmm. I had, I goddamn had a little girl, you know what I'm saying? Once I had her, it was like, bro. 
So you had a kid and it didn't make you think like a lot of people have a kid and just give up on their artist dreams. Hell nah. That's 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 crazy to me. Like mm. she still gotta grow up. You gotta take care of, you know what I'm saying? But ninety nine point eight percent of people who rap are never gonna make money out of it. They're just gonna waste money on it. So you can see how a lot of them will fall back at that point once they have a kid, right? Right. But you you had the confidence. Right, right. I already knew it. I knew I was hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what's yeah, up. I feel like the gang was missing me. I was the key to this shit. Right. So when, when you say, when you think about crunk music, do you think, like, you remember, like, 2004, 2005, when that shit was, like, the wave? Was that something that Hell in particular yeah. stood out to you a lot? Hell yeah. Like, I remember shit, really shit, the crunk shit was way before the end in Memphis. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the early 90s, late 80s, like, they was already getting booked. Crunk came from getting booked. That was some Memphis shit. Hmm. Okay. But so, yeah, when we think about 3-6 and them, like, you, you see the direct stylistic connection there in terms of, because, like, they, they, a lot of the 3-6, like, there's a lot of music that was really important in its time, but then doesn't affect anything going forward. Like, it doesn't have, like, a huge impact. But the right. weird thing about 3-6 and a lot of that Memphis sound is that it was underground popping 10, 20, 30 years ago. Now it's mainstream. It's right. like now so many pop songs and shit are just right. borrowing parts from three six songs. Right, right. I just feel like people actually giving their props now, like because they really influenced a lot of this, man, a lot of this shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. <clears throat> um, when you said when you came up with that song in particular, "Crunk Ain't Dead," where where was that coming from? Like, where was your mind at with that chorus and shit? Um. Really, the chorus wasn't even on there. It was really supposed to be like a, I had like a, I was calling Jacket for Memphis, you know, like Jacket for Beats. Mm -hmm. I had got like a bunch of hot songs that was from my city, and I just started smashing all the beats. And for some reason, the Crunk Ain't Dead song actually stood out the most. So I said, fuck this shit. This shit hard. So, so that was somebody else's beat? Oh, uh, it's about what, what, Crunk Ain't Dead? The, the original beat was like somebody else's song for a while? Yeah, that's the uh, If You Ain't From My Hood, Project Pack. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, and I uh, <clears throat> I took that and just took the other songs off and kept that one, and I added the chords on there. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that came about. Like, do you feel like the industry or, like, the rap world needed, like, some different energy? Because yeah. sometimes it's, like, that that hype, that, that crunk, hypey, like, attitude. Like, people want to be all slumped up and just yeah, high yeah. as fuck, all leaned out, no energy. Boring as a motherfucker. Yeah, that's weird to me. No disrespect, but <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Because I'm in the club, I'm goddamn getting sleepy in that motherfucker. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? I had to make a change, man. And I felt like, I felt like <clears throat> I was being slept on, like a motherfucker. Like motherfuckers just one gravitate to this shit quick enough. So the crunk ain't dead is really me just really letting my sh letting shit off, like mm. really going crazy, like you know what I'm saying? Right. Just sort of like putting out a different energy out there. Because sometimes when it feels like everybody's going in a certain direction, you got to just switch shit up if you right. really want to grab people's attention. Right, right, right. They've been sleeping on big folks. I ain't <laughs> sleep no more. Right. When you decided to get uh, Lil Jon and uh, Project Pat and Juicy J on there, mm -hmm. was that your dream lineup? Or what, what was your thought process when it came to the lineup? Um, I was going for um, Project Pat, Juicy J, or like just, I was going to get Chop on the joint mm. in the league. But you know what I'm saying? He had a little situation. So, um... 
It wasn't crunk P, enough? P was pressing to get Lil John on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it was a good idea, so she, we ran with it. Did you ever, have you met them before? Like, in terms of just people, like, being around Memphis and shit? Was that somebody that you had ever <clears throat> had a chance to meet before? No, I only met Project Pat before. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think about how they were perceiving it? Like, did you, did you get the vibe that they were appreciative of the yeah. fact that you were utilizing their sound? Yeah, yeah. They fucking with this shit. They, they, daddy, look, they, to me, it's like they feel like they, in my, in my age bracket again, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. They just happy that, that this shit going on, that somebody keeping it alive. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how did you, when did you actually, become YRN Duke Deuce? Like, how did the, the Migos conversation take place? <clears throat> um, it was like after, um, I don't know if you ever heard my single, Whole Lotta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was after that. It had a little, it went viral, like small viral. I was at end up saying it, boom. He ended up getting me, shot me out to LA, we kicked it, and then. Um, so he just believed in the talent that you were yeah, putting out there? Yeah, then eventually they signed me then. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Did it feel like a, a big change to throw the three letters in front of your name, or what was the thought process yeah, on yeah. that? that shit that's a crazy. big decision. Yeah, it is, man. It's because to be honest, everybody from my city usually go CMG or paper route. Mm. I'm the only one. Yeah, it went YRN QC. Were you having those conversations with the other two camps? Um, no, I think. No, no, I had no, I had no conversation. Well, the Offset kind of got to you like early on, maybe before Gotti would have necessarily been thinking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't, they probably thought about it. They just probably moved fast enough. I don't know how it went. It's almost like there's so much talent coming out of Memphis right now that it's like the, it's hard for the for anybody to grab everybody. For a while, it was like there would be a popping rapper from Memphis every couple of years. Now it yeah. feels like every couple of months we're finding out about something new. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. Definitely. You you have relationships though. Like, you, have you gotten a chance to meet Gotti and them, or Doll from them? Have you like gotten a chance to sort of? Uh, I don't, I ain't just really chopped it up with Gotti, but I chopped it up with Youngster. Mm. And uh, Dolph reached out to me a few weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? And we supposed to be working and shit. So. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. That's dope. You don't feel like there's any kind of there's all kinds of weird conflicts between people in Memphis though. You feel like you're on the outside, all that. You don't really gotta be concerned with that. Yeah, ain't got shit to do with that. <laughs> Duke Dudes ain't got shit to do with none of that. Duke Dudes trying to get this motherfucking money, man. Right. Yeah. What's Offset's attitude on signing artists, or what have you seen from him so far in terms of like what he's he's really trying to do in terms of your career? Say that again. <laughs> in, your, in terms of your career, what's like Offset's mentality on what it feels like he's trying to do for you or what he, how he um, wants to help develop your shit? I mean, I feel like he, he more on like, he come like Offset's the big brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? He give me a lot of game, you know what I'm saying? Let me know not to do this, not to do that. Watch out for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Certain shit I don't really want to get into, but, you know. Yeah, he just really be giving me a lot of game, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's seen his shitloads ups and downs in terms of a, a career. So it's like, if he's, but does it feel like he's fully like invested in it? Like, like it's got to be tough for him because he's so successful and he's moving right. around crazy all the time. Is it kind of right. hard for him to necessarily be able to put much effort into? Oh, I, I feel like he's doing the best he can. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But he know me. He know I'm a workaholic anyway. So he ain't got shit to worry about. Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of crazy. Like you have. 
hey, this shitload of songs popping off, and you haven't even necessarily gone to him and be like, yo, can you get on this song to make this song pop off yet? Nah, only uh, that one joint, that unload, motherfucker. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but other than that, nah, I just really been grinding it out. Right. And that's what he believe in. He believe in making me grind it out. Like, right. it's been that way. Even P even said it. Oh, a lot of this shit, a lot of my work, shit, a lot of shit happened because I did it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Definitely. Yeah, like, in terms of your work ethic, what do you think is the most important thing for you to be putting your time into? Like, are you doing a shitload of shows right now? Or are you more focused on doing video? I feel like one thing with you is that you just have been pushing the fuck out of this one song yeah. over and over and over, which I think is smart, because a yeah. lot of times if you have a song that's really a hit, you got to just pound that shit into people's brains before you go putting out a million new songs. Right. I feel like I focus more on different types. I focus on work by... The time and like right now it's it's a time to focus on getting his back ends and um um focus on put releasing this project you know what I'm saying it's coming out mm. on the 19th so it's just all about the time like before then I was in the studio a lot right I'm trying to you know what I'm saying get my shit together for the tape now just focus on getting his bread now. That's always the tough thing to figure out. It's like you, you need to just be being creative, but then you also have to be the, the marketing guy. Right, Just pushing right, the right. fuck out of the shit you created, and right. sometimes it can be hard to, like, do both at the same time. I think marketing is what's really been, we've been really focusing on more lately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like, you know, you could, we all know people who are dope rappers and make dope music and stuff, but it, it's hard, like, when you can't just focus on one thing and just push that shit. It's right. really, you know, like, for you to have one really, really big song is, like, so much more important than to have ten decently right. popular songs. Thanks. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when people think about crunk, they think about getting fucked up. <laughs> you down with that or what? Yeah, what, what? I be getting fucked up. <laughs> I get fucked up. I be fucked up when I make these damn songs. Really? So yeah. what's what's a typical protocol? You be drinking and smoking, or you go be on that? Red Bull and Martell, Blue Swift Martell. That's my shit. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Guys feel like a lot of times, like when people tell me, like, yeah, you know, I be on Molly in the studio. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> No, sir. That might be all right for right now, but the long-term shelf life of having that kind of habit, probably not Fucked good. Fucked up. <laughs> Fucked up. Hell no. Nah. Right. Yeah. You got to stay. You got to keep your mind clear. Man. Once you get familiar with all the other drugs that people be doing and stuff, then all of a sudden drinking seems like a fucking total safe, good thing to record doing because right. it's just so much less addictive, I feel like. Yeah, and it loosens you up. You know mm. Have you gotten a chance to, or like being... The fact that you were torn and doing all these different shows and stuff, is it is it kind of wild for you, having not had those experiences previously? Oh, um, no, shit. I just, this shit was expected. I already knew, you know what I'm saying, what I had to do and what was finna go on. Hmm. I've been waiting on it, so, yeah. I'm, man, I'm just proud, bro. Like, for real. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Is, it, is it wild for, like, your family to see all these changes taking place and everything as well? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I'm barely home and... Mm. You know what I'm saying? And my pops, you know, this was his dream. Now he see me doing it, so this shit like, damn. So he rapped? He used to, uh, he actually make beats. He got some songs on on my tape that's oh. coming out. So Really? Yeah. So he makes beats and he can still make, like, current beats? He's it's not stuck on some old school shit? Hard, but really? man, crazy. he go crazy. Wow. For real. That's exciting. Is that kind of like a weird feeling, though? It's like if your dad hands you a beat tape and you don't use one of them, it's like, damn. 
I mean, I, I brought you into this world. And you can't <laughs> use one damn beat. Nah, my my pops, he ain't like that. He he real, he a one hundred nigga. You know what I'm saying? He ain't like that. He just he happy like for me like. Right. He know what's going on. Yeah. He know I'm a rip this shit. You know, I'm a rip other shit. It just is what it is. I'm an artist. He know it. Cause he was art. Right. Was he putting you onto a shitload of rap from early on in your life or other music as well? I mean, I just used to like I just used to go to the studio with him a lot growing up. I ain't had no choice, you know what I'm saying? So it was just embedded in you. Right. He cause he was rapping too, so and doing beats. Well, it's interesting because it's like a lot of like younger artists, they don't seem like they know about fucking anything. So it's like for you to even like have a song that references a style of music that was popular, you know, 10, 15 years ago is like, mm-hmm. that's pretty out of the ordinary in the first place because so many people it feels like they don't know about shit before right. fucking Travis Scott. Right. This shit crazy. <laughs> no, it's like Travis Scott. It's just sometimes you feel like people like just don't really have that much of an understanding of music and like that's kind of like that, that, all the, that crunk sound, like all that shit, like all that stuff is super relevant right now, you know? Right, right. Definitely. Um, so... You did a show for T.I.'s daughter? Yeah. How did that come about? That shit was great. That shit was, was great. Like to see T.I. out there just, he was turned up on the dance floor, just, you know what I'm saying, hyping me up. T.I. was? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must have been exciting to see. <laughs> yeah. But wait, so you got booked to just play like a birthday party at somebody's house or something? No, nah, it wasn't at a house. It was at an actual club. Oh, okay. Yeah. So his daughter's old enough that she was actually in the club for her birthday. Yeah. Damn. So you get to build with him much or how was that uh me and ti yeah we always we stay connected you know what i'm saying i be hitting him up he hit me up you know what I'm saying? i always run into him one time uh uh one of the bouncers at the club was giving me a hard time he made sure i got in there bitch. <laughs> that's what's tough. up um do you feel like a lot of people end up thinking from atlanta oh uh, think, think i'm from atlanta yeah just because of who you're around and shit uh yeah they used to but not no more though not that often yeah. Do you feel like Memphis is is that a big part of you in terms of like why you feel like you're doing? Are you a proud Memphis resident? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay. I'm really putting on for the city, like a hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It is. It's been a wild couple of years when you think of all the talents that come out of Memphis. Right. Um, what about the dancing in general too? Because I know that's something that you take a lot of pride in. You've been dancing since you were young. Yeah. Um, shit, we've been doing this shit since man middle school. All the way up to high school, me and a couple of my brothers that's in this room right now. That's how we met each other. We was gangster walking and shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? So yeah. when you got into the dancing though, it was more of like a like a gang related thing or Nah, nah, nah. It wasn't gang related. It's just shit. That's where it come from. Like it come okay, so gangster walking come from it come from Memphis. Right. You know what I'm saying? Back in the eighties and shit. Okay. And gangsters and pimps and shit. Just used to kind of, they used to do this shit, and it just became a thing. You feel me? And right. Niggas used to really be in the club fighting, and you know what I'm saying from gangster walking, like it was just a thing. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy because it, it felt like for a long time it was like not really cool to dance right. and rap. Right. And that has all gone away over the past couple of years. Right. It's all about how you do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have like years in the club where you were you were just a dude? You you weren't gonna dance. You just didn't feel comfortable with it. It didn't seem like a cool thing to do, and now shit's changed. Yeah, pretty much. You were on top of the shit in the studio dancing. And yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> that was just we wouldn't. I wasn't even gonna do that at first, cause I I actually was done shooting the video, 
But then my homeboy was like, man, you don't do this shit. And shit, I had to do it. I hopped up there and this shit went crazy. It felt like that helped with the meme element right. of that song. Right. So if I wouldn't have never did that, I ain't no telling. Yeah. Um, do you have a TikTok? Oh, yeah. You do have one? Yeah. Have you posted on it? or? Oh, I might have posted a few things, but I'm not consistent. Okay. Because it feels like that's where, well, the labels at the very least are trying to use that to help break off like make a lot of songs pop off and everything like using the whole tiktok wave have you have you thought much about that i'm sure that yeah, your song is used I, on there all the time i'm finna get more into it though because it is a good way way to promote now definitely yeah damn anybody uh or are there any other like like when you're making music now are you ever thinking about the dance element or about the promotional aspect or like how it might spread on social media is that right. even something you're thinking about right all the time, you know what I'm saying? That's the, because I'm always, like, trying to find ways to go viral, you know what I'm saying? And when it comes to the editing, like, I always make sure I keep in touch with them when they come to the video. Mm. Like, I told them, like, don't chop this shit up. The dancing part on the table, I told them not to chop it up, you feel me? Because I feel like they'll take away from it, you feel me? So right. I feel like that's what made it go viral. When you don't chop this shit up as much, it's one take shit. They want yeah. to see that, you feel me? They want to see the full, actual dance moves. Right. Helps right. them wrap their head around it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, nowadays, it's kind of like, people like music that's a little bit simpler, or at least having those songs that are simpler, because it's like, you want all these kids at home to be able to relate to your song enough that they want to dance to it, and they want to basically help you push the song. Right. A weird mentality to have to get into. Um, so what do you got planned at this point in terms of, uh, are you working on a specific project or yeah, planning uh, to drop more album or MM2, more videos? MM2, Memphis Massacre 2 is on the way, February 19th, and, um, we just finished the Crunk Ain't Dead remix video. Oh, yesterday. the video is ready? Yes, it's ready. And you had everybody all together in it? Something like that. <laughs> Technicalities? Like who's, who's, who was the hard person that was hard to nail down? Um, either one, really. Juicy J, he got a busy schedule. Yeah, he do. Mm. He do. But, hey, we made it work. You made it work, shit. Yeah. yeah it's it's all kind crazy. of tricky shit they do in videos these days to make it look like everybody was together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Um, So, okay, you're, you're working on that video. Do you have any idea, like, what the project, are you trying to do something different with it? Is this going to be more of the, the same type of shit you've been bringing to the table? Um... I, I, honestly, I feel like it's going to be more like the first one, but better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to be better. It's going to be shit crunk as fuck. You crunk know ain't saying? dead. But then at the same time, you know, versatile. So switch it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can't wait. What uh, Have you had conversations with Drake? No. You haven't, but I see him liking all your fucking posts yeah, and shit. Yeah, but we ain't chop it up yet. So he's a fan, but he hasn't necessarily touched in. Right. Interesting. Mm. I'm sure that's to come. You give me a weird smile there, like you already did a song with them. <laughs> it could happen. It could. It should. It could definitely happen, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, anything else we should know? Anybody that uh, you want to shout out or thank or anything? Man, shout out to the whole Triple M family, man. Shout out to my family at the house, the crib, home. Shout out to the city, man. Shout out to Memphis, man. Shout out to Migo. Shout out to QC. Shout out to YRN, man. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Yeah, shout out to No Jumper too. I appreciate that. Yeah, talk. Um, what else you got going on for the rest of the day here? Uh, just probably, curious. Probably what's what's a press day like? Probably finna get fucked up, you know. <laughs> nah, for real though, I got more interviews to do. So okay. 
Yeah, so it's pretty much working. You already did a bunch of that? Nope, first one. This is the first one. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, because usually after somebody's done a few interviews, they know what they don't want to talk about. I'm wondering what the shit that is going to fucking make you jump up and start dancing on the table is going to be. Oh, I don't <laughs> even think I want to find out. You don't got a list of questions that's <laughs> like, yo, don't ask me about this shit. Uh, no, nah, not right now. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> You'll figure it out over yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. Talk. All right, makes sense to me. Well, Duke Deuce, keep killing it. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes.